This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. From the Headstuff Podcast Network, welcome to the world according to Wikipedia, the podcast that explores the weird, wonderful and baffling world of Wikipedia, the people who write it and what makes them tick. With me, Fanula. And me, Rebecca. In this episode, we will be talking to Jan and Ali, a codebase steward for the Foundation for Public Code. We're back. Apologies to everyone. Uh, I had a minor, not so minor, issue with my computer where it started making strange noises and then louder, stranger noises. Uh, and then I thought, oh, it's a fan. And then it wasn't the fan. Um, I'm blaming Elder Scrolls because I had just downloaded it and started playing it and then the noise happened. Uh, but it was a cooler, unfortunately, that just decided to develop a fault, thankfully within warranty. Happy days. As I pointed out to you on the Twitters, you have to keep the blue smoke in the computer. I have fallen foul of this before where I have allowed the smoke out of the computer. Mm. It's, it's tragic. Uh, having had similar mechanical issues with this this new laptop, I feel your pain. There's nothing worse than kind of getting a brand new shiny thing and going, oh, it's all under warranty. And now I have to use that warranty. Happy days. Um, thankfully, though, on a day-to-day basis for me, editing Wikipedia is a pretty undemanding activity. From the point of view of a computer of computer power, yeah. Well, and it, like as I said, the thing that cools the smoke and ke- keeps everything ticking over is what kicks the bucket on me. So, uh, um, but I do get to actually play in the innards of my PC, uh, just kind of pull things apart, unplug things, disconnect, reinstall, apply with thermal paste, um, which was all kinds of fun and also not at all terrifying. Um, yeah, not at all stressful. No and, uh, edge of the seat stuff. No, 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 no. all fine. All like, totally fine. But, why can I see my own heartbeat on my hand? <laughs> but enough of my mild peril. Uh, what are we going to talk about this episode? This episode, we are all about Wikidata. Uh, we mentioned it in passing a few times, but for the next couple of episodes, we're going to learn uh, more about what it is, some of the cool tricks and applications it can be used for, and also those who are working with it. You know how I feel about Wikidata. It's the best kind of wiki. I know. I won't be drawn into picking favourites. Fair enough. For this episode's random rule, as we know, there are no rules on Wikipedia. Mm. (laughs) Unhappy grounding noises. Uh, But Wikipedia has has a lot of uh, thoughts and what could be rules and policies and procedures on various elements of editing Wikipedia, from style guides to no biting the newbies. A fundamental underlying policy here, though, if you think about an awful lot of them, is that no one editor can claim to quote unquote own a Wikipedia article. Do you have a flag? So no kind of sticking a flag and claiming the moon or, you know, a random other country that doesn't have a flag. Or, you know, selling off bits of the moon to unsuspecting people. Mm-hmm. Um, it really is that simple. Uh, just because you've created an article 
or expanded it a lot or put a lot of time and effort into it, it doesn't give you any extra rights or authority to say on what should or should not happen to mm-hmm. said article. So this kind of goes back to that no biting thing. You know, uh, someone else can make changes. Do not bite. Do not turn them into a vampire. Or a sad bitten thing. Yeah. Uh, in this case, um, certainly related to no biting. And biting definitely can be a form of marking territory. Uh, if nibble, nibbly Wikipedians um, and nibbled Wikipedians. But uh, this is this can also come up, I suppose, in discussions with fellow far more established Wikipedians, particularly if the page has been reviewed as good or of a higher uh, review status. Some editors can guard those articles very closely. Uh, right. So there's kind of an element of wanting to protect an article or um, so not even ring fence it, but kind of keep it safe. Yeah. You know, I suppose the motivation comes from wanting to, like you said, guard or protect it, especially if you as an individual editor have a really strong idea of what should or shouldn't be in it. You know, if we're talking about a high quality article and not wanting others to, quote unquote, mess it up for you. Or it could even be a bit more snobby. You know, if we're talking about niche subjects. So, you know, I'm talking about like maths, physics, that kind of thing, or very complex, abstract thinking. There might be a bit of, well, others aren't qualified enough to edit on a particular topic. Uh-huh. So like wine, Wikipedia, or cheese, Wikipedia, cheese, Wikipedia. I don't think cheese. Now, that said, somebody's going to go, actually, there was quite an epic amount of edit warring happened on cheese, Wikipedia. Uh, we don't talk about it anymore, which is entirely possible. And there is a project called Wiki Loves Cheese, which at some point we will talk about. Ooh, um, that sounds like a bonus episode, doesn't it just? Um, yeah, but it's, it's I'm, in, in my... Very brief experience, I suppose, people being a little bit proprietary about Mm. it. And part of it is also if an editor has been around for a really long time with an article, they say, oh, we used to include X, Y, Z, and we'll like show you an edit difference from like 2006. And we'll say, we decided to take that out. It's like, well, okay, I'm editing this article, but I'm not going to read back through every single difference that ever, or every single edit that's ever been made to it to interrogate what has and hasn't been in it. Or kind of long established, um, it calls for consensus or something like that that could be a decade old and that if you're just kind of noodling around in the subject area you're not going to stumble across accidentally um and that can feel a little bit again that's other editors doing due diligence but it can feel a little bit of kind of oh all these conversations have been had and this is the article as it stands so it's a subtle thing um and you know most of it comes from a good place i've experienced things like that in the past not related to wikipedia obviously because i haven't been involved in wikipedia but there is a like, oh, we've been through this conversation before. And it's like, well, you might have been, but times have moved on and maybe there's new aspects to the conversation. Yeah. And there's an interesting one unfolding at the right at the moment. I just saw Pink News um, had an article about uh, some people on, on Twitter, as these things tend to happen, took issue with the definition of bisexuality mm. on English language Wikipedia. And the article on on bisexuality is semi-protected. So you have to be an established editor to edit it because it used to, it's susceptible to, and pansexuality as well is susceptible to an awful lot of vandalism. Um, And just kind of the, what's interesting is, you know, kind of people saying, oh, well, we've had these conversations before and, uh, you know, that kind of thing. But these are evolving topics. And Mm -hmm. how do you evolve with the times or move forward? Yeah, Yeah. without being so flexible that... You become meaningless. You know, yeah, exactly. So it is, you know, it's it tends to be quite a a fine line and very, I suppose, it, it very context driven as well. Interesting. 
Hello, Joe Rooney here. Back in 2015, I recorded my first Potter Rooney. And since then, I've been chatting to people that I meet throughout my travels here and there all over the world, including Sean Locke, Mary Coughlin, Frank Kelly, Joanne McAnally, Owen Colgan, Shazia Mertza, Aidan Gillen and Kautra Reardon. But loads of people you'd never heard of who have very interesting tales to tell including the sadly no longer with this Boston-based comedian Barry Crimmins who led a crusade against images of child abuse on the internet, Tracy Carroll whose daughter Willow has the highest grade of cerebral palsy, Drada Homeless Aid, Christine Volset, a Norwegian singer-documentary maker who ended up hanging out with the young lads in inner city Dublin and riding bareback on a horse through the city streets. All these very interesting tales to tell and all you have to do is skip the first six minutes of me talking rubbish. That's Potteroni. We're now going to talk to Jan about his love of Wikidata and all things open linked data. Hello, I'm Jan Einali. I'm a Wikimedian since 2006, former executive director of the Swedish Wikimedia chapter, co founder of Wikimedians for Sustainable Development, and a total Wikidata fanboy. I love it. I think you're the first person who's used fanboy as a, as a descriptor. I, 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 I was going with something else at first, but then I said, no, that, this is more appropriate. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it. I'm totally yeah. here for it. I love it. So for our audience out there, first of all, when you say you are a Wikidata fanboy, what exactly is Wikidata? You can think of Wikidata as Wikipedia, without all the prose, like it's only the facts in it. In reading it is just not that exciting. Like even if you think Wikipedia is not that exciting, this is even drier. Uh, but there's, uh, there's a lot of things in it and facts can tell a story. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of, in some way, I know a lot of people describe it as kind of um, Wikipedia for machines as well. Mm-hmm. It's a... It's a machine-readable version, as you said, kind of broken down, taking all the... Yeah. The if you want to be a little bit technical, you can say it is, it's a semantic database. So you have some sort of like links in between these facts that put some sort of a relation between them. And that's also something that builds up the richness of the data. And of course, semantic web, that elusive... elusive yes. <laughs> next generation web. It's chasing that for a long time. But now I think it's finally here. In, in a useful way. Oh, very exciting. So how did you get involved? Uh, so you obviously, you know, you were involved in, in Wikimedia projects beforehand. So what what drew you or got you involved in Wikidata? I, I think it was sort of the, I, I knew about the project even before it came around. And I, I think I was already really curious and like eager to see where can this go. And I just looked at up before this, uh, when we recorded this, like when did I do my first edits? And Wikidata launched in 29th of October, 2012. And apparently I made my first edits on October 5, three weeks before that. So I'm not sure how that was possible, but uh, I think I might have been behind the scenes in some sort of way. Uh, So yeah, I I, I was very eager to try it out. So you were were even before an early adopter. You were (laughs) somehow on the train before it left the station. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, and as you say, like 20, uh, 2012. So it's, it's still, I believe, the newest Wikimedia project. 
so out of our constellation of of Wikimedia projects outside of Wikipedia, um, and it's one of the fastest growing as well. And and why mm-hmm. do you think that is? What is it about Wikidata that makes it? I think uh, there's two main things that make it grow so fast. One, it's one of our truly multilingual projects. So anyone from around our community around the world can contribute and do. So that's pretty cool. And the second one is because it's made to be read by machines, it's also very easy to edit it with machines. So there's lots of tools that make people very efficient in editing. So I know me, myself, I'm not a very technical person, but the other weekend I did like a 2000 edits because I had some very good tools. So you prepare it a little bit and then you press play and you see it oh, it, it goes and runs and makes all these edits for you. So these tools outside of bots, are they kind of a step down from a bot or would they be somewhere kind of in between? Uh, they're much easier than a bot. So they're like with a web interface so you can actually sort of try to learn it even without being very technical. Okay. Like if you know how to handle a spreadsheet, I think that's the level of uh, uh, technical knowledge you need. Yes. So it's an awful lot of kind of, I suppose, data ingesting, but also then tweaking. And we have all sorts of tools like mix and match where you can kind of integrate yeah. new information into existing as well as creating new new identifiers or Q numbers or P numbers as well. Yes, uh, exactly. And, and one of my uh, new favorite ways of working is actually sort of a, a combination of from accessing what's in Wikidata, there's a query tool. So you can ask them queries and then you can get some, some details from that. And then you combine that with something else. And then we have a, another tool called quick statements, which makes it very easy to put data back in. So you can sort of like, oh, I want to add something about this. And then I add something myself on it. Uh, and it makes it uh, like a very nice round trip. So, with those two thousand edits, what were you? What were the edits on? What was the? So, I, I, we, we have a lot of documents from the Swedish Parliament in Wikidata, and I was adding the topics of them because that was not in the data set. And I do that by looking at the titles and I search like, well. Uh, how many things do we have that had uh, biodiversity in the title? And then you can see, oh, we have 50 of the, those. Are they all about biodiversity or are they about something else? And if they are all about, then you add the topic biodiversity from Wikidata on it and just put it back in. And, and that's 50 edits for you, like very quickly. And that's creating those links yeah. within the, yes. the discrete queue number that then point outwards to other, other descriptive and, and yeah. other entries. Oh, yes. Wow, really Really fascinating. Um, so you're running your these these tools and you're doing your your two thousand edits. It's, it's it's you know it's very dynamic. I suppose it's a very dynamic way of working in, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but what is your your absolute favorite use of Wikidata? Because it's been used in a lot of different ways. You don't have to pick just one. You can pick more than one. Yeah, there's there's a lot of good things and, and use cases of it. One of my favorite things is actually one of the things that came out sort of from the this import of uh, parliament uh, documents. But there was also another import being made from all the cases from the Swedish Supreme Court, which made it possible for one user to query cases in the Supreme Court that cited a rep- uh, report that the, this person wrote as an expert in the parliament. 
So when they were so sort of like investigative journalism, like, hey, you're using your own sources here. <laughs> so that was like very, very, very interesting to see. Wow, really, really intricate as well. Like, I don't think when you say to somebody, you know, here's a biography on Wikipedia, and it has a, it, by the way, it also has the thing behind the scenes. It's multilingual. It's linked to, you know, where the person was born and all that kind of thing. I don't think most people make the logical leap then that you could ask such a complex question yeah. of that data yeah. set. In, indeed. And, and and the data is like, it is public, but it's like to comb all this through, it's really hard and it hasn't really been structured. Like uh, I think the, the one who made the import of the cases from the Supreme Court, that was actually scraping PDFs. So it was really not really accessible before this. Uh, and now you can just if you're a little bit handy with your query to ask these intricate questions. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I have seen some cases like people offering Wikidata as like saying that this is, this is an investigative tool and specifically aiming it at journalists to say, this is a way, <laughs> if you know this information exists and has been uploaded to Wikidata, this is a way of, of working with it. Um, which is, yeah, really, really fascinating stuff. Um, do you have any other favorite, favorite projects or things that, types of data that you come back to an awful lot? Well, I'm, I'm working on a big project right now <laughs> for myself or, or with another user. Uh, we call it the Gov directory. Go on. Which we're, we're, where we aim to make, right, really clean up the data of all the public organizations in the world. So make that like searchable in Wikidata so you can see, oh, these are all on the state level, these are all on the regional level, and this is how they fit together. And these are all the environmental protection agencies. And, and also, if you want to make a freedom of information request, here are all the URLs for that. And here you have all the Twitter accounts for all the municipalities in Sweden and stuff like that. Right. And of course, that kind of circling back to your interest now in uh, the Wikimedians for Sustainable Development Obviously, yes. your work is kind of looping back yeah. in, in towards that. So, I mean, yes. do you want to say a little bit about, um, so that's a user group now? That That is a user group since uh, almost two years now. So it we've talked about it for a long time in the movement. Like the topic has been worked on for, I don't know how long, but it was really the Wikimania in Stockholm, which has the, had a theme of the sustainable development goals that triggered us, all right, now we see each other, all, all of the people who are already working on this. Perhaps we should join forces and try to coordinate. Yes, because we're quite a, an international, but well, we are fundamentally an international community and we do yes. like to, to, to congregate in, in real life uh, as possible. But there are obviously consequences to not only moving people, but also how we store all the data, uh, all the information behind, you know, what servers are used, what power sources are used. But yeah. So taking something like, as recognizable as the framework for uh, for sustainable development uh, as it's broken down and taking those chunks and then applying them to. So you, I presume that you kind of take it at kind of a, quite a high level, but then also maybe kind of looking at it more locally and more micro. Yeah. So, so, so you can do it in like, that's the beauty of the sustainable development goals. Like you have them on the high level, the 17, which is quite granular, even that, but then they have uh, targets and indicators underneath that. And you can go how deep you, you, you want, <laughs> how, how nerdy you want to be. <laughs> you, you can do it. 
Uh, and, and as a user group, we, we're really trying to be sort of the, the glue in between because someone is working on the Spanish Wikipedia, someone is working on uh, a wiki book in Hindi and perhaps like, well, is there a connection here? Like, how can we collaborate across projects? And to, to use the tools that are already there and kind of well well thought out and, and, and apply them in the different contexts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Really, really interesting stuff. And obviously kind of plays into a lot of the, I suppose, as you say, kind of editing goals, but also other kind of information dissemination work that's been mm-hmm. done internationally yeah. as well. Yeah. Really good stuff. Um, what do you think is the the future for Wikidata? We kind of alluded to it a little bit, I suppose, when we talked about the semantic mm-hmm. web, but um, I suppose where what where would you like Wikidata to go or what's your, you know, if you could wave a magic wand, what would you like to make happen? Uh-huh. I'm not sure I want to wave a magic wand in that sense. I think we are already heading in the right direction. Um, I think that the communities around the projects are really thoughtful in how can we leverage Wikidata. And I think that's good because if we just uh, throw ourselves at it, it might be very confusing for our readers and the consumers of it. So trying to figure out where does it make sense to pull in data from Wikidata and and uh, so I think that is the future. Like we will use, reuse more. Uh, many projects like English Wikipedia is quite conservative in actually using Wikidata still, but I think we're heading in the right direction. And I think that's going to be good. And I think what we really need there also is a way to contribute back. So not just being, because it's so easy to just start editing, editing a Wikipedia article, but to go there from editing fact in Wikidata, if you read it in a Wikipedia article, how should you do that? And there are people working on that, but I think that is sort of a, a, a keystone for getting us further in that. And then yeah, one of my favorite sessions in this year's Wikimania was the abstract Wikipedia and Wikifunctions, which will enable us to truly be multilingual and um, get short hopefully sweet articles made up of uh, data from Wikidata in, in in all kinds of languages. This is the idea of moving past. I mean, we've had the concept of the placeholder article, where, yeah. as you said, like it's taking uh, these statements from an individual Wikidata item. So when a small language or a smaller language Wikipedia doesn't have an article, it can kind of automatically generate something by pulling in these, but it's, it doesn't look and feel like an article. It's it's quite different and it's it's not an encyclopedic. Well, I think this might look like a look and feel like an article. So this will be sort of the placeholder uh, mm. 2.0. Yeah. And, and we'll look a little bit more dynamic and perhaps we'll present full sentences and, and that, that kind of thing. Yeah, um, exactly. It, it, for po- people who are kind of interested in learning a bit more about Wikidata itself, but also abstract wiki and, and um, as you were saying, uh, wiki functions, that's the one that I need to learn more about. Um, are there any kind of go-to uh, resources or people that you tend to point, point towards as kind of? Well, I, I, th- I think the best person to present this, who has also been thinking about this most, is uh, Denny Randesic. And his talk at this Wikimania, but also all the previous ones he has been given, they are very, he really tells why we need it and how, not how, but what we will try to get there. Because exactly how it will be done, that's not totally clear yet, uh, which is also what 
exciting thing of this journey. That was pure nerddom. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Straight off the bat, fanboy. I mean, you know, the headline was there. He didn't hide yeah. it. Yeah, he's just like, I I like my data and I like it nerdy. <laughs> I like it open. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was fascinating. Um, and the longer one is, the longer part of the edit is also very fascinating uh, too. So it's kind of eventually when it all goes up onto Headstuff Plus, that's going to be a, a joy. I am somewhat behind, as you might have figured out, because of the computer snafu. But that will be sorted. Um, and before the end of this season, I will have bonus episodes. I will have the interviews, full interviews up as bonus. Damn it. We have to get um, uh, Patricia to create like one of those little technical difficulties cards yeah. with you yeah. and kind of a computer with smoke coming out of it going. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> but that interview was very fascinating. And I kind of liked the, the, the just the discussion on, on how Wikidata is being used and um yeah, what it's the like how people are using it. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, and because Jan does the I don't know if it's twice weekly, but a very frequent um, wiki podden uh, with um, various different uh, wiki data peeps, like showing quite I suppose high level mm-hmm. wiki data editing. It was quite interesting to I suppose from his point of view to kind of scale back and, and talk about it in, in very basic um, and very non wiki terms. So like for a non wiki audience. This is what Wikidata is because, you know, unless you work, say, in a data-driven industry or even as a librarian, you know, if you work with any sort of cataloging system, it kind of makes a certain amount of sense. But for most of us out, you know, doing our daily lives, uh, trundling along, we're not thinking about linked databases on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> I mean, we should be. I mean, it's impacting nearly everything we do. I mean, you know. I mean, the, not the enough which... people think about linked databases. People just think everything is fine and they find out years later it's running off one 2003 Excel spreadsheet and then everything goes tits up. No, no, we need to think more about linked data. <laughs> it is that XKCD. Uh, yeah. Yes, definitely. Except in the wiki world, nearly everything. Um, I think he was a Wikipedian of the year at some point. Uh, Magnus Mansk, who will probably have on at some point, basically everything that you see that's kind of cool and shiny and sexy uh, to do with Wikimedia projects. Uh, Magnus was involved in creating that tool uh, okay. or created the the, meta, the 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 beta tool for it. Uh, so he's somebody will definitely, but he is, he's kind of like God level when it comes to Wikipedia people. Okay. I have to admit that I've, the, the wiki thing that I've used the most is obviously Wikidata. Um, and I think that for anybody out there who's looking for uh, access to data sources, you can pull in in a fairly nicely catalogued way. You can, you know, it, it's good if you're wanting something to use as like a programming uh, pool of information or something like that. Wikidata is fantastic. And I know that some people out there have issues with Sparkle, but it is very, very, very mildly SQL. Like it's not even full on SQL. It's fairly easy. Uh, which is the the query querying language that you use when you're querying Wikidata. Um, very easy to manage, and you can pull that information fairly easily from from Wikidata. And now, um, if you listen to the longer interview, you'll find out that they've made some improvements to let people who don't particularly want to work in even the mildest of SQL to, to pull that information from Wikidata, which is great. Yes, uh, a good a good friend of mine, John Cummings. Uh, 
did you use Harry Potter based language to discuss kind of the different levels of of um, of wiki wizardry or wiki data wizardry? But yeah, you don't have to be a full on wizard to get something out of it. No, no, you really don't. It's it's very, very easy to get the information out of it. And again, everything is quite nicely catalogued. So, uh, yeah, I used it years ago when I was looking to to create a machine learning algorithm that distinguished between castles and bridges because I needed to for a project for college. Um, and that was where I got all my informa- all my my pictures to train the the algorithm on. Um, so for the longer interview and for more uh, wonderful things from ourselves and from everybody else in the Headstuff Podcast Network, uh, you can sign up to Headstuff Plus at headstuffpodcast.com and pay your shiny five euro a month plus VAT, which I don't know how much that rounds up to. It rounds up to something. Uh, you know, just submit, choose us as your favorite podcast. Uh, we'll take half of that. And then the rest of it goes to the network or to the other podcasts that you choose. You can choose up to three podcasts to support. I would 100% recommend it. We are amazing. And the podcast network is amazing. And uh, yeah. Due to our technical setbacks, we are a little delayed in celebrating this. But at this year's virtual Wikimania, we had not one, but seven different Wikimedians of the Year announced to the community. Oh, wow. That's exciting. Who are they and what are they known for? So this year, six new categories uh, to acknowledge the work being done across the movement were created. Um, previously, there have been honourable mentions. So these are kind of an extended, more formal form of that, as well as our original flavour, Wikimedian of the Year, like uh, Sandister that we talked to. So 2021, the six honourable mentions were for Newcomer of the Year, Karma Sitawati, Rich Media, just kind of encouraging people to, to add images and that, that kind of thing, Aniana Mondal, Tech Innovator, Jay Prakesh, 20th Year Honoree, so our, the uh, oldcomer, I suppose, of the year, <laughs> uh, Ludwig uh, Gilauf, uh, Netha Hussein was uh, also acknowledged, who we know, we know well here for her work uh, on COVID-19 and Wiki Project Medicine. And Carmen Alcazar for her work on the gender balance on Spanish Wikipedia. She's also the president of uh, Wikimedia Mexico. And then, drumroll, the Wikimedian of the Year 2021 is Alan Najir, who is also a medical practitioner and a prolific editor on Arabic Wikipedia. And um, in this year, worked tirelessly on COVID-19 topics across Wikimedia projects. So there's a a bit of a a theme there in some ways. But this is wonderful. And like, we've already interviewed Netha, which is great. Um, She was brilliant. Uh, Have you added the rest of these winners to our wish list of guests? Definitely. Definitely. Uh, It was basically practically a ready-made interview list for 2022. Um, Carmen did uh, speak exclusively in Spanish and and gave her, um, well, nearly all of them spoke uh, in their their own uh, native languages as well. And then in English uh, for the the presentation ceremony. So, um, but I know a few other people who have been involved in Carmen's projects. So certainly a lot of very interesting people that we could talk to about uh, that gender gap work uh, on Spanish Wikipedia. But the other ones, like the rich media one is really interesting. It's Wiki Loves Butterflies. So it was encouraging people to, to take photographs of butterflies and add them to commons and identify them and that kind of thing and write about them. Uh, newcomer of the Year, Karma, was look, working on um, a very specific form of poorly represented uh, writing on on Wikisource uh, and some transcription work there, which is really interesting. 
Uh, Ludwig will probably talk to at some point in the future. He was involved in Wikilove's Monuments and a whole bunch of other other projects. Uh, Jay with the Tech Innovator, that's about working like on MediaWiki, which is mm-hmm. the and projects around that. So tools and infrastructure around Wikimedia projects. So, and we know Nessa and her fantastic work. So really kind of, I suppose, broad strokes, people who have just made the movement better mm-hmm. across the board. And I think that's why they decided that this was the year. And also to look at the, I suppose, the broader geographic implications that people working in their particular contexts can bring mm-hmm. and how their example can, you know, improve us as a wider community as well. Brilliant. I, for one, am excited for the new season next year. It'll be a good one. And that was The World According to Wikipedia. Join us in two weeks. You can subscribe to us on your podcast player of choice. Follow us on Twitter at world underscore Wikipedia. Thanks to Patricia O'Flaherty for our artwork and Headstuff production assistance. Go to headstuffpodcast.com for show notes and more information and to support the Headstuff Plus network. been practicing in my three weeks off i got i got nothing you got nothing this show is part of the headstuff podcast network a hub for the creative and the curious shows are produced in association with headstuff and the podcast studios dublin find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com